Hey guys, it's Aliza here, your executive producer, and for this episode, your host. This week, we're joined by CEO of Young Diplomats of Canada, Christina Cowett, to talk about youth leadership and public diplomacy. Christina is a public policy and foreign affairs analyst with the Government of Canada. Through her role at the YDC, she has represented Canadian youth at multiple international forums, most recently engaging on a sustainable development platform in India and Morocco. Christina has gained on-the-ground experience in diplomacy as a public affairs trainee with the delegation of the European Union to Canada and the Embassy of Ireland in Ottawa. Christina holds a master's in European, Russian, and Eurasian studies from Carleton University and a bachelor's in political science from the University of Alberta. All right, let's get into it. Hi, Christina. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you. Uh, likewise, Liza. It's a pleasure to be here. So to start, tell me um, what the Young Diplomats of Canada is about and some of the work that you really undertake in that organization. Absolutely. So Young Diplomats of Canada, or YTC, is a federally incorporated nonpartisan nonprofit, but notably youth-led organization that equips and empowers young leaders to contribute to and participate in global decision-making spaces. The core of our operations focus around our delegation opportunities. So I'd say we're most well-known for sending the Canadian youth delegations to the Youth 7 and the Youth 20 summits each year that uh, vary depending on who the G7 and G20 host countries are. We also have different delegation offerings to the United Nations, as well as various other multilateral fora. So how did you personally get involved in the Young Diplomats of Canada? I personally was first introduced to Young Diplomats of Canada when my friend Morel Andrews served as a Canadian delegate to the Youth 20 Summit hosted by Germany in 2017. And after following her experience and learning more about what YDC does, I subsequently applied for a volunteer role on the recruitment team, and I've been with the organization ever since. So what's your favorite part about serving with uh, Young Diplomats of Canada? Well, since I've been around since 2017, uh, there's many aspects I clearly enjoy for having stuck around for this long. But to identify one favorite, it's certainly the people. Our executive has grown from anywhere between 5 to 10 volunteers in the earlier years to being 30 strong today. And the volunteers are all between the ages of 18 and just over 30 with a wide range of skills and interests. We full-time students, early career professionals in the public service, private sector, nonprofit, you know, tossing a few lawyers there for good measure. But that's to say we're from a variety of backgrounds and fields. So what brings us together and connects us is our interest in public policy, foreign affairs, and specifically how youth are able to access and contribute to these spaces. So ultimately, our goal is we aim to be a trusted partner in supporting Canadian youth to access international decision-making spaces with the goal of meaningfully shaping both global and domestic public policy. So have you yourself attended any um, international delegations yourself? And if you have, what was that like? I have indeed, and it's a good timing for this podcast because the first and only YDC delegation I've been a part of was uh, serving as a substitute delegate to the Youth 20 pre-summit. It was uh, hosted under India's G20 presidency in the spring, and it was quite the experience, both personally and professionally. As a born and raised Albertan, I was uh, thrilled to visit the Himalayas first time as part of the pre-summit. Professionally, I was a substitute delegate for Hans de Donc, who was Canada's 23 delegate 
to the peace building and security track. And to add a bit of nuance to that, the Y20 and the Y7, also known as the Youth 20 and the Youth 7, are the youth arms of the G7 and the G20. They're classified by YDC as advocacy delegations, meaning the delegates represent Canada and youth interests in negotiations with other Y7 and Y20 delegates from the respective countries to draft policy recommendations through communicators presented to G7 and G20 leaders annually. So as a substitute for the pre-summit, I acted as a proxy for La France in identifying priorities areas for Canada. Both her and the delegates had identified through consulting youth in Canada from coast to coast to coast. So lots of highlights from beginning negotiations, but further engaging with delegates on a personal level, I'd say. Again, letting my you know, Alberta girl shine through here. I didn't miss an opportunity to teach uh, the Peace Building and Security Track delegates how to line dance. No, nothing like breaking up the Cadillac Ranch as a soft diplomacy tool. But another takeaway for me was meeting the other organizing committee equivalents to the end of Mats of Canada from the different countries. And it's notable that our counterparts in the G7 and the G20 countries are similarly run by youth for youth, primarily on volunteer labor as well. And I see this as a challenge and an opportunity, certainly a challenge because there are times when it's a heavy workload split between full-time students and professionals to apply for grants, collaborate with other organizations on events and support the day-to-day operations of running a nonprofit. At the same time, as a group of passionate young leaders, we create programming we'd like to benefit from. The executive is fairly in touch with tweaks delegates would like to see first and foremost, because we actively seek and act on feedback. And this can be adapted in training needs from negotiation training to intercultural communication or adapting recruitment timelines to give delegates the professional development experience possible. Do you think you have like a favorite memory from attending any of these events or being a part of any of these delegations? The Cadillac Ranch, that one comes to mind. But I think, again, the, the common line across various international delegation opportunities I've had because I've had the one with Young Diplomats of Canada serving as substitute delegate with the Youth 20 pre-summit in 2023. But beyond this, I've had other experiences traveling internationally. The common thread is just being connected with other youth who share similar interests to you, but are informed by different backgrounds, different appearance, and really seeing the common thread in a lot of us are just trying to, you know, advance our economies, advocate for a better world, kind of see the common ground, which is uh, really what uh, diplomacy kind of boils down to. So how did the Young Diplomats of Canada get started? And how did it gain access to an international diplomatic event? Young Diplomats of Canada exists because we noticed there was a gap where policymaking and discussions happening at the global level were not always trickling down to Canadian youth. Vice versa, there weren't many opportunities for young people to get involved in the conversations taking place. So the previous iteration of YDC was called Can for Youth International, and it came together around 2009 as more of an informal and ad hoc group than YDC's current iteration. And uh, since then, we've sent over 300 delegates to various multilateral fora, but how we first gained access to these international diplomatic events was through the Youth 7 and the Youth 20. And I believe the 2013 was the first year when the Youth, was then called the Youth 8, uh, summit took place in London. And uh, in 2014, the Youth 20 was in Australia. 
Following, we had the necessary recruitment programs and communication structures in place. So we used YDC's platform to expand our offerings. And uh, specifically in 2014, we saw an expansion of our programming to what we call observer delegations to the World Bank Group and International Monetary Fund, spring and annual meetings, the Organization for Economic Cooperation Development, as well as the uh, World Trade Organization Public Forum. YDC continues to be one if not the only Canadian youth delegation to attend some of these events. So while folks can individually register for the World Trade Organization public forum, for example, what YDC offers is a platform for professional development and uh, the amplification of the youth ideas, kind of strength in numbers idea there. And uh, the organization also has a fairly good Rolodex of experts in the area and uh, senior government officials we can access. So for example, the 2023 World Bank Group, International Monetary Fund annual meetings in Morocco this year. The delegation had a sit-down meeting with Canada's Minister of International Development, Ahmed Hussein, and then had a run-in with uh, Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Finance, Chrystia Freeland, and was subsequently profiled on her Instagram via selfie. So, you know, a, a little hashtag winning moment for the delegation, I'd say there. Certainly reshared that one. <laughs> exactly. So how are organizations such as the Young Diplomats of Canada able to even access such high-level international fora? Well, as mentioned, there are some where really anyone could access and, and sign up for. But if we skip to 2017... YDC submitted an application for consultative status with the United Nations Economic and Social Council, which is more commonly known as ECOSOC, and it's one of the six main UN organs. We waited a couple of years and were approved in 2019, and this opened doors to send Canadian youth representation at other United Nations events. So we, we took a look through their offerings and have been sending delegations to the Commission on the Status of Women, the High Level Political Forum on Sustainable Development, and uh, we previously sent delegations to the United Nations Permanent Forum on Indigenous Issues. And this goes to talk about a different type of delegation offering YDC has. Those first ones, when we spoke about the Y7 and the Y20, we categorize those as advocacy delegations. And our affiliation with the UN, we categorize as ECOSOC delegations. So they're able to travel the UN headquarters in New York, where they have the opportunity to attend meetings as well as side events organized by member states and civil society. Through YDC's ECOSOC consultative status, delegates have the opportunity to submit written statements, deliver oral interventions, and organize their own parallel events in partnership with other civil society actors. So to give some examples of this, most recently in 2022, the delegation to the United Nations Permanent Forum on Indigenous Issues delivered an oral statement calling for the forum to establish a youth advisory council. Again, in 2023, the delegation to the 67th session on the Commission of Status of Women delivered an oral statement to the council sharing calls to action related to the 2023 priority theme. So other organizations do have consultative status as well, but not as much of a youth focus on the delegations, it seems. Like in Canada, Intercouncil networks have delegations to the various ECOSOC forums, like the Ontario Council for International Cooperation. 
it seems that it's mostly youth joining the delegations rather than like a youth-led, youth-focused delegation, which is kind of where our offerings differ. So how does Young Diplomats of Canada deal with contentious global issues within delegations? It's a good question. As a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization, we operate independently from the government of Canada, although we certainly have Canada's foreign policy positions at the forefront of our advocacy, whether that be the feminist foreign policy or the Indo-Pacific strategy. Our intention is to hold a platform so delegates are empowered forward what they want to in the space. And within the delegations, there's power to advocate on issues that matter to young Canadians and the delegates as individuals. So an example of this is within the peacebuilding and security track for the Youth 20, Le Chance LeBlanc had identified uh, three priority areas she wanted me to raise during the pre-summit. One was on women and girl visibility in more post-war policies. Another one was ensuring securitization is not anti-migration. So that's an example where the delegation prior to engaging in negotiations does consultations with Canadian youth from coast to coast to coast. So their negotiation positions reflect the priorities of Canadian youth, but at the same time, they have some autonomy to forward the priorities of their own expertise. And then further, if we talk about the oral statement that was delivered by the 67th delegation to the Commission on Status of Women this year, they delved into the year's priority theme, which was innovation and technological change. But specifically, their oral statement took an intersectional lens, including enhancing access to the internet and information communication technologies to bridge the gap between urban and rural areas. So our mantra is to give a platform to the young Canadian delegates to forward what they would like to see as change. And each delegation really takes that in the way that they choose that matters to them based on current politics of the day or their personal backgrounds. So how do individual delegates offer unique perspectives while also contributing to a coherent international delegation? That one goes back to the consultations with youth from coast to coast to coast. It's a, and it's a great question, one that's often asked by the delegates. We want to give delegates a space to develop their professional skills and to gain tools that are both valuable to their career and personal professional goals. But for certain fora, like for the Youth 7 and the Youth 20, their seat is representing the voices of Canadian youth. So the primary tool we use to access is surveys. For example, the Youth 7 that went to Japan this year did a bilingual survey, which gathered over 700 responses from youth from across the country. And uh, it contained questions on each of the five negotiation tracks that year to help the delegation clarify priorities in advance of the summit. To build on this and noting that there is an interest in youth views more broadly within Canadian civil society, Young Diplomats of Canada is currently working on a annual survey project with uh, Global Shapers Ottawa. Again, the intent is to fill what we perceive as a data gap in that area on both international and domestic issues that are deemed important to Canadians and in particular young Canadians and kind of call on the government on how we can address these. On to the next question, which is how can young Canadians become involved in the Young Diplomats of Canada? Our operations are primarily focused on the delegations, so that's the 
easiest way someone could become involved in Young Diplomats of Canada is by simply applying to be part of the delegations. And once someone is a delegate, upon completion, they become a part of the alumni community, which has various opportunities. There's a mentorship program, with which we have with AMB Canada, which is a retired ambassadors association that pairs retired ambassadors with our alumni for mentorship, kind of career counseling. Sometimes they just talk about uh, current events of the day is what we've read from the feedback surveys. For folks looking to get involved for the first time though, to say YDC recruits young leaders from across Canada who demonstrated leadership and teamwork skills through community involvement, public engagement, and youth advocacy. And we're specifically seeking leaders who are innovative, ambitious, eager to learn, and demonstrate the ability to be good team players. So what makes an ideal candidate to participate in the Young Diplomats of Canada and its delegation? Certainly. Well, prior to taking on the role of CEO, I was recruitment lead at Young Diplomats of Canada. So I do indeed have a few uh, tips and ideas to prospective delegates. The first and foremost, I'd say, is to have a motivation for the delegation for which you're applying. For me, that could be my line of work. My day job is with Natural Resources Canada as a policy analyst, and I'm familiar with Canada's proposed investment tax credit for hydrogen projects, which could provide a competitive advantage compared to the U.S. production tax credit. On the other hand, the U.S. Inflation Reduction Act, subsidies for hydrogen, as well as ammonia export competitors in Chile, Namibia, and Australia may challenge Canadian competitiveness. So if I were applying for the 2024 World Trade Organization Public Forum delegation, my application would be aligned in that, both A, what I hope to bring to the delegation subject matter expertise-wise, and B, having a clear understanding of what I'd like to gain and how this will contribute to my career and the educational objectives, personal development, et cetera. So it's really about the what and the why you're applying and what came from the experience. That makes sense. Thank you. So what is the Young Diplomats of Canada's next uh, delegation? Well, we're wrapped up for 2023. The last delegation was to the World Bank Group and International Monetary Forum's annual meetings in uh, Morocco this year. That delegation concluded in October. Our next delegation will be to the 68th session of the Commission on the Status of Women, which will take place in New York in March 2024, for which we already have a four-person delegation. But uh, I'm sure folks will be interested to learn when the next opportunity to apply is. So for that recruitment for the Youth 7, Youth 20, and the High Level Political Forum on Sustainable Development delegations will launch in winter. And uh, I guess that's a subjective question, depending on where you live in Canada. But uh, we're looking at late November, early December application launch and probably wrapping up late January with those delegations. So our last question is, do you have any application tips for our listeners at uh, Plan C in case they're interested in becoming a delegate? Certainly. The application has a few parts to it. There is a resume style question, which asks to summarize your leadership and teamwork experience. So certainly just highlight whatever's going to be most aligned with the summit for which you're applying. The second is there's usually a technical question. For this, I'd really 
dig into what Canada has to say on that specific fora. For example, if you're going to the Commission on the Status of Women, again, you can talk about Canada's feminist foreign policy and maybe tie that in with the specific themes of the CSW that year. So quite important to show that your motivation for applying, why is this specific summit going to be impactful to you and your career? And last tip, there is a personal statement. So for that, just be yourself. It doesn't have to be a professionally edited video. We say we encourage bone submissions. For that, it's just to really get an idea of who you are, your motivations for applying again, and what you're hoping to bring to the delegation. And the second step of the recruitment process is after the application, folks are invited to interview a select number of individuals for the interview. Again, we have executive and alumni pairings. They're there to see you succeed. Take your time, take notes, but just really have that common thread of understand the delegation for which you're applying, whether that be an advocacy delegation with the youth seven and the youth 20, or whether it's an observer delegation with the World Bank, the World Trade Organization. It's important to understand the different opportunities in each and also the different time commitments. For example, the advocacy delegations involve bi-weekly, if not weekly, negotiations with counterparts from different G7 and G20 countries. So for Canada, that often means negotiations at 5 to 7 a.m. in the morning, depending on the time zone you live in. On the other hand, observer delegations have a lot more autonomy and flexibility to push the delegation in the direction they choose. So understanding what you're applying for, understanding the time commitment and what you hope to get out of it, to reiterate, YDC really exists as a platform. We're really open to supporting delegates to take the delegations in whatever direction they choose, whether that's hosting you know, one or two side events on the side of the United Nations, or whether it's uh, pushing forward some contentious issues in a communique to G7 and G20 leaders. So just do your research. Thank you so much, Christina, for joining us today. It was a pleasure to get to pick your mind and get to learn about how to better join this organization. Um, thank you so much for to, for taking the time. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much for having me. I um, have been familiar with the CIC for, for quite some time, both uh, through attending the Politics of the Pub events in the National Capital Region, as, as well as being part of the Middle Eastern uh, study group over the years. So please come on and share my thoughts. Hi, everyone. Aliza here again. Make sure to check out Young Diplomats of Canada's website and social media. Thank you, Christina, for joining us. Until the next episode.